Episode number 838, Diversity and Accessibility in BNI. You're listening to the official BNI podcast with BNI founder and chief visionary officer, Dr. Ivan Meisner. Stay tuned for networking and referral marketing tips from the man who's been called the father of modern networking, along with suggestions and insights into getting the most from your membership in the world's largest networking organization, BNI. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the official BNI podcast. I'm Priscilla Rice, and I'm coming to you from Live Oak Recording Studio in Berkeley, California, and I'm joined on the phone today by the founder and the chief visionary officer of BNI, Dr. Ivan Meisner. Hello, Ivan. How are you, and where are you? Hi, Priscilla. I am actually in Austin uh, this week. I've got a fundraiser for uh, a charity and a nonprofit organization uh, who's a member of BNI, Austin Child Guidance Center, and uh, my late wife, Elizabeth, was really active with that organization. So we're doing a little fundraiser for them this week here in Austin at my house. Oh, that's great. Yeah. So I have a, a guest uh, this week. Her name is Claudia Thompson. Claudia has been on twice before. This is her third visit. And we're going to be talking about diversity, equity, and inclusion, uh, and basically accessibility to BNI meetings. Uh, Claudia is the managing director for the uh, New York core region. She's been a BNI member for 20 years. She, wow. she had to have joined when she was 16. I've, I've met Claudia. She had to have joined when she was 16 because I can't believe she's been a member 20 years. And uh, she has served in multiple chapter leadership positions and has been a launch director, consultant, and area director, a senior launch consultant, and currently is the chair of the diversity, equity, and inclusion panel at BNI. So we've got a few things we're going to talk about here on an area uh, that is clearly in her wheelhouse and her expertise. The first is um, something that I've seen uh, from time to time, not often, but from time to time at BNI, and that is accommodating uh, the visually impaired or hard of hearing uh, members. Uh, talk about that a little bit, Claudia. And, and by the way, welcome back to BNI Podcast. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for also saying I, I was 16 when I joined. Um, <laughs> that's, that's what I'm going to walk away with <laughs> in this conversation. So, um, you know, I obviously I have a passion for diversity uh, for a long time, and I really tapped into this, uh, particularly visually impaired and blind folks, because my mother is, um, has glaucoma and is now learning how to navigate with being legally blind. So there are a lot of things that we can do for specifically folks uh, who are uh, visually impaired. And so obviously, if a space allows animals, so my mother doesn't have a seeing, seeing eye dog, but um, a place that would do that, that would also uncover uh, service animals for folks who need those. Um, clearing paths, right? I asked her this, like for people to clear paths, like so they don't have their bags on, on down on the ground or computer bags uh, in the way. Uh, for my mom, she can see very little, but she has no periphery. So mm -hmm. she can typically trip over things. So a lot of folks, uh, whether they, they can see a little bit or not at all, clearing the paths uh, during the meetings is really helpful, uh, making sure that this everything is spaced evenly. Lighting is critical. Um, she had mentioned this too, like when there's low or poor lighting, it's very difficult for them to be able to navigate as well if they do have some vision. Mm -hmm. uh, so yeah, so that's, those are some of the key things as well. And then of course, enunciating 
clearly and concisely so they can understand uh, and spelling things out, if you will, um, not making assumptions because a lot of times people use their visual uh, to understand. And so when we that when they that sense is taken away, making sure that we spell things out literally for them. So those I've are also seen um, members, particularly with members who are visually impaired, um, where members will make sure to greet them as they come into the meeting and um, the, the person who's visually impaired will hold on to their arm as they walk to the, to the, to the table or, you know, stand and, and visit with people. So mm-hmm. you know, anything you can do to help somebody like that is um, always appreciated. I believe. Yeah, a hundred percent. Because if they yeah. don't have a cane or a dog, people won't always know. My mom started using the cane more so to kind of, let people know it looks like I can see well, but I can't. (laughs) And so she'll grab onto someone's arm to guide her. So that's another really good one. And for the hearing impaired, um, did you Mm -hmm. talk about that already? Well, no, but yeah. So uh, we actually, uh, in one of our DEI webinars, we interviewed a vice president who is down in Charlotte area and she has 98% hearing loss. And so mm-hmm. she said during COVID, during the lockdown, she really appreciated being on Zoom because those who can, they can request to have captions, right? Usually typically yeah. folks who have that. So for, for as far as Zoom goes, uh, both for blind uh, and for those who are deaf or hard of hearing, it's really helpful because there's already tools that they can navigate on their own. However, if you're at a meeting, being able to speak in front of the person, a lot of people can read lips, uh, not making the assumption that they sign or read lips. Some people, she, um, this particular woman did not sign at all. Um, so that, you know, making sure that they can, whatever way that they can communicate, knowing that pretty early on, and then being in front of them when you're speaking, not like turning your head away. Right. Um, and then of course, being able to have caption use, uh, even if people are presenting a PowerPoint in person, Maybe they have captions, um, you know, available on the audio visual, um, and then uh, signage when applicable. Any kind of again spelling things out, but in writing, uh, allowing an interpreter. And I don't know how this would work. I know my chapter would be more than accepting, but having someone maybe not have to pay the fee. Maybe they pay for their meal, um, but having someone be able to attend each week, unless in fact interpreter is their business. Um, but if they need an interpreter there, like a sign language interpreter, that they would be able to also attend and accommodate. I've seen chapters that have done that and allowed that. Uh, yeah. Another thing I'd recommend is the use of a, uh, an app like Otter, which mm-hmm. uh, immediately transcribes things in writing. So it would just need to be reasonably close or, you know, centered. Uh, I, I've, I found that app and I'm sure, mm-hmm. you know, as this podcast sits here for years there'll be other apps in addition to that uh, yeah. one other thing on the visually impaired uh, i know one of my books has been done in braille um world's best known marketing secret and of course audible uh is is great and most of my books are now done on audible oh which is fantastic i mean i yeah. even myself i typically get books on audible um yeah. i know the perkins school for the blind which is in massachusetts actually will uh, translate a, most books into braille for folks as yeah, well. any books that I own the copyright on, uh, mm-hmm. I'm happy to give them the rights to translate it to Braille. Yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah. Um, so members with developmental delays, this is the second mm-hmm. or technically the third category, um, mm-hmm. challenges like autism. Um, do you want to talk about that briefly? 
Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, and we, and again, this was another topic that we've been getting a lot of requests on, particularly folks uh, who might be on the spectrum. So they may not be developmentally delayed uh, in all cases, but they do deal with social challenges. Um, so again, speaking clearly is key. Um, not using the lang- the use of language in all of these cases is also really important. So not saying things like stupid or dumb, uh, like saying, oh, I'm so dumb, I said that. You'd be you know, pretty mindful to not have that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then also being mindful of sounds and flashing lights. So a lot of like loud sounds uh, can really cause disruption as well. So not being too loud, not saying things close by to them. And then also maybe not using slang or, uh, you know, phrases that might be hard to understand. So being really direct and trying to avoid things like small talk, (laughs) sometimes like not getting offended as well if they're not receptive to small talk. So So I I belong to an organization, I've mentioned it before, the TLC, the Transformational Leadership Council. And one of the members uh, has a, a developmental challenge in terms of, he has a hard time recognizing faces, which is very unusual. Uh, challenge. And so he, he just asked everyone, he was, you know, very clear with everybody about his challenge. He just asked everyone that when they see him, just say, hi, this is Ivan. And, you know, at some point he recognizes a face, but uh, it was helpful for him to get to remember people uh, by just, you know, using their name or making sure to wear their name tag. Yes, that yeah. wearing name tags is everything. Um, I think that that's a big piece of it. So if you forget it, it may be a challenge. And again, people might take offense <laughs> yeah. to think they couldn't even remember me. Yeah. Um, but of course, yeah. So they're keeping those in mind. So we're almost out of time. And uh, the third category is learning uh, challenges. You want to talk briefly about that? Yes, definitely. And I know that you have uh, some some insight into this as well. Um, so for myself, actually, I have ADD or neurodivergent. Um, and so a lot of times people will say things um, and I have to stay focused. Now, if again, however people manage that, whether it's medication, whether that's therapy, whether it's, you know, who knows, there's different tools. I use, you know, myself, I use different tools, but for ways to understand, but having patience with folks because you just don't know uh, what they might be dealing with and how they process information when you're sharing. So sometimes uh, something that's not understood or written well in a newsletter, um, you know, or even on Business Builder, you know, I know that we're reevaluating all of our tools and hopefully that's something kept in mind with folks. Um, And then even particularly with specific learning challenges like dyslexia, uh, you know, where the letters are funny to people or they read things differently. Well, we need, we need to wrap here in just a minute. Um, and I, I wanted to mention uh, dyslexia. Uh, I've got a good friend who's working on a book right now on dyslexia. Uh, his name is uh, Jamie Waller, and uh, he's working on a book. And one of the people that I, I have met many times who's dyslexic and a billionaire is uh, Richard Branson. So, you know, very successful people can have these kinds of learning challenges and yet um, be successful and be great BNI members. Uh, so. Oh, that's fantastic. Wow. Keep that in mind. All right. I know you've got one other thing. We've got about 15 seconds left. Um, mm-hmm. The accommodating visitors and um, members who are disabled. 
Sure. So just thinking about venues, um, you know, especially I come from, you mentioned a, la- a launch background. And I remember one of the things that I would always keep at the forefront is, is this place accessible? Yeah. Um, here in the States, we have, you know, ADA, which is the American Disabilities Act compliance. Um, you know, are things available? You know, is it, is there a ramp or an elevator? If there are steps, uh, is it easy to access for just anyone who might be, sometimes people have surgery and they're not unable uh, to be fully mobile. So thinking about that in mind, um, making sure that things are bright, um, you know, as well, again, the lighting is bright, uh, making sure that it's easy for people to, to get to, um, even getting rides as well, you know, b- being able to make sure that people have access- accessibility uh, in rides uh, if they're not able to drive. Always remember to speak clearly, concisely, uh, and then also keep in mind, of course, without bias or microaggressions. And then one big, big thing that we often see with those who are not able-bodied, um, they're often infantized. So assuming that somebody's ability or inability based on a, a disability that they may have. So keeping those things in mind uh, when you're at the meetings. But again, uh, accessibility is definitely key. Well, this is great information, Claudia. We can all uh, learn from this and make uh, our organization accessible to uh, all business people. And so I really appreciate you being on BNI Podcast again. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you. Over to you, Priscilla. Okay, that's perfect. Thank you so much for this great information. This podcast is sponsored by MeisnerAudioprograms.com. These audio programs will provide you with the tools and the inspiration to powerfully enhance your BNI experience. So check out the great material available to you at MeisnerAudioprograms.com and then use the promo code IVAN50 for 50% off of everything. All of the proceeds go to the BNI Foundation. Thank you so much for listening. This is Priscilla Rice, and we look forward to having you join us again next week for another exciting episode of the official BNI podcast. 